does, does anyone have as difficult a time as me getting off the phone? I can't figure it out. I have been using telephone since the 80s, and I never know how to end a call. Why? What's wrong with me? And then I'm like, because the one, the one constant in every call that I have, and there's only one, and it's me. And I just got off the phone with somebody, and she's very, very nice person. Um, we, you know, we've talked a few times in the past. It's not somebody I know intimately well. Uh, it's it's somebody who, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a business relationship, and uh, you know, maybe once every six months we catch up, and it's you know, it's a recruiter. It's uh, somebody who was you know called the last couple of days and left a few messages and was was sort of aggressively calling, and I said, you know. Most recruiters, I will just ignore if I don't need them. I won't, call, I won't call them back, to be honest, unless it's somebody that I have worked with in the past or have talked to or have built a rapport with. Then, okay, then let's chat a little bit. And this one, I, you know, I had talked to her and I, I actually completely forgot. Uh, and then I heard her voice on the thing and I was like, okay, I'll give her a call and just tell her, you know, see what's up and, and, and kind of say, yeah, I'm good. I'm not really, not really in the, in the, in the market right now. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see at the end of the year or blah, 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 blah. So it was a very nice conversation and I'm asking my usual, cause I'm so curious to know, basically my question is, and it's not worded this way, but who are the idiots who are demanding people go back into the office five days a week? Cause she, you know, I, I, she gave me, she called and said, Hey, here's a role and it's a hybrid and they want you in the office three days a week. And I'm like, no, not, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, a, I'm not interested in the first place. Even if it was, if it was totally remote, if it was half and half, it was what I, I don't care. Cause I'm where I am right now is a very happy place. It's a good place. And I'm committed to seeing everything through that I'm currently a part of no matter how challenging it may get at times this is where i am and i'm I'm locked in until until it's until it's over that's it simple uh and if things continue with the current thing great if they don't great if they do this if they do that it's just you know but right now as of march whatever it is 11 i'm not i'm i'm not single and looking to mingle (laughs) let's put it that way um now, if if Sirius XM called me and said, "Hey, we love what you're doing there with the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, we want you to relocate, uh, come to Sixth Avenue. <laughs> we want you to do your show. Uh, then, and, and and hey, we're gonna pay your housing. We got a nice, we've got a really nice uh, three bedroom apartment <laughs> overlooking the park uh, set up for you." You're you're gonna be neighbors with Logan Roy and cousin Greg, <laughs> and uh, you know if somebody called and they, and they said you know when we're gonna we're gonna give you and we're not gonna give you the Howard Stern money but we're gonna give you more than what you're making now well then okay that might be that's a different story that's a so but I'm, I'm but I'm not talking about fantasy scenarios that have not will not and are not happening I'm talking about regular. You know, get the emails and the calls and the voicemails all the time. Hey, I got this opportunity. I ignore 99% of them. And then if it's somebody that I have uh, talked to in the past, I will extend the courtesy of, you know, I'm not going to ghost them and leave them hang. It's selfish too, right? Like, 
no, I'm not going to call you because I don't need you. Like, imagine if, imagine if it was the other way around and I'm like suddenly find myself uh, unemployed and I'm desperate for work and I need a recruiter. And they just say, you know what? I actually, I've like made my quota and then some for the month. I am just swimming in money right now. I don't need to call this guy back. He can go find somebody else to help him get a job. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. If they did that, that would be shitty. So the recruiter is looking for candidates. I am not a candidate who is looking for anything, but I extend the courtesy and I call back. And if it's somebody that I've talked to, we might have a little small talk, a little quick, like, how's it going? I have, there's some recruiters where, you know, how's the kids? How's the family? How's this? What's up? You know, and it's all good. Um, and, sh- and this was one of them and not, not so much how's the family, how's the kids, but just like, oh, hey, haven't talked to you since, I don't know, the summer. Um, and so anyway, so she had a role and it was the, you know, I didn't care. I said, I'm not really, I didn't, I, I'm, she said, I can send it to you. I'm like, no, you don't need, no, don't even worry about it. Cause I'm, I'm good where I am, but I'm curious what is the. And this is just because I'm trying to get an idea. I said, oh, is, it, is it in person? Is it hybrid? Is it remote? What's the, what's the deal? Oh, it's three days in the office, either in, uh, you know, in this place or the other place. And I, okay, well, that's a lengthy commute for both of those areas. Uh, the answer was no before I knew that information. But it's it, even if I was, uh, you know, looking for something, it's a no. And I said, yeah. I said, I'm not. <laughs> I said, I just want to let you know if you can put it in your notes for future reference should we ever actually work together at some point, whether it's in six months or six years or never. Uh, put in your notes. I am. My plan is to never be a full-time commuter ever, ever again, ever, as long as I live ever, 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 ever. It has been my goal since about 2009 <laughs> <laughs> it will continue to be my goal right now. Uh, since since 2019, I've pretty much been living that. You know, before long before the pandemic was even a thing, uh, and and that's the the plan for me is to keep going in that direction. And I said, so what are you seeing? Like, and I asked this of anybody. I'm like, what's it like? Who's uh, a lot of people forcing folks back in? No, we have some that are totally remote. And she said some that are surprising. People that you would never think would be like okay with the flexibility of like allowing full remote are allowing full remote. And to me, the light bulb goes off in my head. It's like, okay, there's been a shift somewhere. They either realized themselves or or there's been a management change or something where somebody came in and said, yeah, hey, look at this. The last two years, shit's still getting done and nobody has set foot in the office. So why bother? And... uh yeah, and there's you know let's be honest too. It's probably probably the ones that are, uh, uh, you know maybe not uh, not going to be that that deep in the hole if they have to uh, give up their lease or uh, move to a smaller location um, or just eat the costs versus like some of these one you know Wells Fargo. Everybody's coming back to the office and these other places. Everybody's going to come back to the office. We're getting you come on back in, everybody. I saw the most depressing thing on Twitter, by the way. Somebody had a picture of, like, returning to the office last week. And there were signs. Like, why do people think the way they think? They put signs up in the lobby and it said, uh, oh, gosh. And it was a picture of a dog. He's like, miss your dog yet? Welcome back. 
what? And it was like, one was like, miss your family. Welcome back to the office. Now you're here with this family. Like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? As if people weren't depressed enough that they are forced to come back to an office that they have no desire to be at and no need, no functional purpose for being there. As we have learned in the last two years that anyone who can should work wherever the fuck they want to. As long as shit's getting done, why do you care? Oh, because, oh, that's right. There's going to be a lot of very big, very nice, very fancy, tall buildings all over the place that are going to have like 10 people in them. <laughs> and then they, and then you have no need for those big, pretty, fancy, shiny buildings. Uh-oh. Or they might have to have some other purpose. Uh-oh. Oh, no, we might have to house people. Oh, no. And then they're not going to be worth as much. No. Oh, no. It's so sad. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so so the, the bottom line is uh, some people are I, – I think the people doing the hybrid thing are like they're trying. They're like, hey, we'll try to – you know, you can do a couple here and a couple at home. Yeah. I still think that's – I think a lot of people are okay with that hybrid. I don't think anybody – I mean there's some, but for the most part, I don't think anybody wants to do – I can't think of anybody who wants to be five days a week commuting to the I – can't, I can't imagine why. I get it. If you want to do two, one or two, maybe three, I think three is pushing it. I could go, I could go one, maybe. I mean as far as like – yeah, that would be all right. I, I'm not. I'm still not doing it. I'm saying I could. I'm not going to do one day a week. I get that because there is. If you are friends with your coworkers, I have a lot of great memories of being in the office, up to and including the last time that I was in an office two years ago, uh, almost to the date, March seventeenth. It was St. Patrick's Day. It was the last time that I was a regular, full time in the office kind of guy. I'm very pleased. And and very thankful to be working for a place that says, hey, you want to be in the office five days a week? Do it. You want to be here three, two, one day, none days a week? Do it. Whatever you want, do it. It's great. That's what everybody should be. But they're not. Uh, because also a lot of people, in addition to the just the notion of like a lot of these buildings just being worthless and just sitting there um, – there's also something to be said for a lot of people a lot of people want to just control people. You know, you've heard stories of like people who have been remote and they have uh, these little monitors installed and they have little sensors on the keyboard where so they can tell when somebody's there and they're typing so you know that they're not just like uh, you know, napping and occasionally, you know, occasionally shuffling their mouse around so the screen turns on. You know, they're, it's like, oh my gosh, and and it's crazy to me because it's like, well, why don't you just why don't you just let the people be? And frankly, if they do take a nap in the middle of the afternoon, is the work the question is should only always be is the work getting done? You hired somebody to do something, are they doing it? And are they doing it well? And are they doing it on time? If the answer to those questions are yes, then you shouldn't give two fucking fucks about whatever else they're doing. (laughs) 
if somebody's <laughs> if somebody's napping for seven hours and they get up at four o'clock and they finish all their work and then they then then they're done. Who cares? Who cares? If I hired somebody and I found out that he spent like <laughs> half of his day just like <laughs> I don't know dicking around. If he spent if he went out on his trampoline for three hours. <laughs> I don't know why a trampoline, but if I if I was working for somebody or I had somebody working for me, and found out that he or she was bouncing on a trampoline from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. every day, and if their work was coming to me and it was everything that I needed, and everything that we needed to the, that was part of their job description, I would say, get back out on that trampoline, dude. <laughs> and obviously not. I mean, you want people to, you know. People need to be accessible, uh, and that's fine. But I, I just uh, – it was interesting talking because, like, yeah, why Why are so many people just so – they're so – just dying to get everyone back in the office. Nobody wants to be there. Not five days, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter. What matters is uh, when we got off the phone, it's like, okay, great. So, uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Uh, thanks. Great to talk to you. Yeah, we'll catch up, uh, you know, in in uh, you know later on this year, uh, when you know right in the in the months leading up to the end of my contract, and uh, we'll see we'll see what's happening then. Sounds great. Okay, well it was great to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you. And then we're both. And then I'm just like ah. And then it just ends, and I'm just like okay, okay, bye. <laughs> and she's like okay, okay, bye. And I hang up, and I'm like why. Why are all my calls like that? I think because the phone, the phone gave us uh, like we the phone requires us to have to have these formal introductions and and closings and closures when we end a conversation. I remember when I was a kid, I used to talk to uh, two people all the time on the phone, and one is Shimo. In fifth grade, that's when Shimo and I, I think started talking on the phone all the time, and definitely, and definitely when he got Super Nintendo, then I was really talking to him all the time on the phone, calling up every day to ask how the Super Nintendo was doing. I mean, how are you doing, Joe? And uh, which, by the way, Shimo called me the other day, and I've been so fucking swamped with work, and <laughs> and I uh, I saw him. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I, can't, I just can't. I've been my cousin. It's been a week. I was supposed to call him a week ago, and and he he couldn't uh, he couldn't make the call. So we we I said that's oh, all right. I'll call you tomorrow. And tomorrow was a week uh, was like eight days ago, and I got to call the guy. And it's just you know that's just how it is. It's like busy, busy. Uh, but I also you know I saw Shimo, and I'm like, well, what do I? You know, I've already got Super Nintendo. I what do I need to talk to you for? <laughs> Oh my gosh! What what is going to change though is if uh, if Shimo ends up he's he's real rebuilding his toy collection and 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 then some and that's really exciting and I hope to go and see it someday. But what will really get me going is if I find out that he's uh, you know his his little man cave type situation or basement or whatever setup he has, uh, you know, if suddenly it has like pinball machines and skee ball machines and an air hockey table. And a Simpsons arcade game, and all the all the Russell Fest, and all the classic arcade games of the uh, of the eighties and nineties. Uh, then then I'll be yeah. Then I'll pick up every call.
because that's how I am. I'm a piece of shit. And that's why I'm so bad at getting off the phone because we get to everything's so good. And I'm even, I'm aware of myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm such a good talker. I'm on the phone and I'm saying, I'm so good at this. I'm such a, I'm such a likable personality on the phone. And then the final three seconds where it's like, okay, well, very good. Yeah. You as well. You have a good weekend too. Okay. Bye-bye. And then I'm just like, what do I say? Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Like, and I'm waiting for them and they're waiting for me. And I need to, I think that's what I need to do is just like, you know, like in this, in this instance, if I can go back 10 minutes or whatever it was, and I would say, Hey, yeah, you too. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. And then just hang up. Instead of, I like I say, okay, I'll talk to you soon. And then I'm waiting for them. And they're like, okay, okay, bye-bye. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. Uh, okay, bye-bye. <sighs> it doesn't happen that, like, with friends, that's not really an issue. That's the other thing, too. But, uh, oh, yeah, but I was saying, I used to talk to Shimo all the time on the phone. And I would talk to Nate all the time on the phone. And Nate and I would talk, and we would get to the end of the call, and I'd be like, all right, I'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow in school. Okay. And then we'd sit there. And then like 10 seconds later, I would hear, John? Yeah. And then we both just start laughing. And and it was like, it's like, (laughs) it was like being in the early stages of, uh, of courtship. Like you hang up. No, you hang up. I thought you were gonna hang up. I thought you were gonna hang up. And I'd be like, all right, we'll hang up in three, two, one, hang up. Nate? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. Just ridiculous. But I I feel like that's not Nate's fault. That's my fault because it's been 30 years plus of talking on the phone. And I just I can't figure out how to properly hang up that phone in just a regular sort of way. I had a boss who would like you'd be talking to him on the phone, and the first time I saw him, I was in his office, and somebody called, and he or he called them, and he's asking some questions. Okay, and then he gets to the end, and he has no he no longer has a need for that person, and he just goes, "Okay, see you, bye." And then he just slams the phone down every time, no matter like the whole tone of the conversation. He's like, okay, well, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So you'll do that and I'll, we'll, we'll set the meeting for next week. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll be on the lookout for that. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. See you. Bye. And then he just hangs up and I'd be on the phone with him and I'd be like, you know, if I would, uh, if I'd think of something, I'd have to, I'd have to say it real quick. Cause he'd be like, okay, anything else? And I'd be like, uh, no, I think I'm good. Okay, see you, bye. And he would just hang up. And then I'd be like, wait, no, I had a f- one thing. And it was always so weird and awkward, but also like, yeah, there you go. He just decided I'm done. Okay, see you, bye. That's it. Over. I, I think I need to figure that out. I need to figure out how to be a big weirdo like that. <laughs> I'm already a big weirdo. I need to figure out other ways to be a, a bigger weirdo. Uh, it's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, baby. Uh, Friday, I got paid, so I'm extremely happy. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great. Getting paid is, is great. There's nothing better than getting paid. I'm such a fucking sellout sack of shit that I just, like, the happiest days of my life are when I open up my, uh, bank app and see see a big green 
bunch of numbers in green that means there's a nice fresh deposit and that's that's the highlight of everything it's the highlight of the year <laughs> and it happens on a friday and it's like yeah it's good even though it's all going to disappear by the time i look at that thing on monday morning it's, it's going to be a different story but hey today i am a rich rich man <laughs> a man of great wealth a man of means uh, what's the plan for tonight, you ask? I'm going to take my oldest skiing. I'm going to attempt to get the GoPro attached to their skiing helmet. And I'm so mad that we weren't able to do it. Oh, God, there it is, GoPro, with dust on it because, uh, yeah, okay. 1080p live stream. Well, that's a nice camera. 1080p live streaming, 4K, 60. That's that's cool, man. Hyper smooth time warp, live streaming, super photo, live bursts. I don't know what any of that shit is, but and you get the app. You download the app, so we'll put the app on the kid's phone. I don't know. Maybe I could put the app on my phone. Do you think? We've got all these attachments. I don't know what comes in this box, but yeah, the plan is to try and get this thing. We've got attachments from an older camera, which I just need to find. Let me try and open this thing here. Let me unbox this. You can't see it. Oh, am I going to be able to unbox? How do I get it out? Oh, I don't know. I'll do it later. Well, anyway, the kid's going to go skiing. GoPro or not, the kid's going to go skiing tonight. We're going to have a great time. Well, they'll have a great time. I'll just be sitting there. Uh, maybe playing my Switch in the lodge like I did last week when they were skiing. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. And then the weekend we'll, we'll come home. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a smart move, you know, uh, gas being like, uh, you know, $18 a gallon. Let's drive an hour for a, for a little bit of Friday night skiing. I don't, I don't care. It's worth it. The kid that hasn't, hasn't had any skiing. That's the other thing too. People are like, I can't afford the, well, what were you doing the last two years when nobody was driving anywhere? Gas was like $2 a gallon because who needs gas? In April of 2020, what was what was the price of gas? I don't know. I didn't care because it cost nothing because I didn't need it. I think once a month I filled my tank. So it's like, you know, this isn't really, is it really? It's like, people are so funny. Like, okay, we, uh, well, we've, I wouldn't say eradicated COVID, but boy, we certainly, we're certainly in a much better place than we were two years ago, right? Nothing's locked down. Nothing's shut down. People are taking off masks. People can go places. We can travel. We can do this. We can do everything. Go to a restaurant. It's all, it, it's, it's all getting to as close to quote-unquote normal as you could hope to have while it, the pandemic is still happening. But the numbers have just gone down. People are vaccinated. People are boosted. People were wearing masks, some people, uh, for the last two years. We're just like, yeah, and I, I gotta say, maybe I, you know, I'm sure I look like an asshole because last the last two weeks have been the first, um, the first real times that like we've we've all been unmasked. Right? <laughs> Sounds weird. Like, what are we? Are like super villains? Was like Scooby Doo? <laughs> My family has been unmasked. <laughs> Our identities have been revealed. Um. 
But uh, yeah, I walked into BJ's the other day and I'm like, nah, not going to wear the mask. I know, it's so shitty. How many times have I screamed about that mask? But it really, I. but that's the thing. Everybody's like, the mask, it's government control. This is how they control you. And they're never going to lift the mask mandates. And it's like, they're never going to lift the mask mandates because you fuckheads won't just wear the mask for a short period of time. Even if it's two years in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. And so I guess because the rest of us has done everything the right way, right? Like all the assholes were going around, you know, screaming and crying and, you know, punching airline attendants and just ridiculous fucking things like shooting people. Because some store worker making 10 bucks an hour said, sir, you can't come in here without a mask. Bang, dead. Like the fucking dumbest, like lowlifes on the planet spent the last two years pretending that they were an oppressed people because somebody said, hey, wear a cloth over your face until we kick this thing. Well, and that prolonged things and, you know, the numbers went back up and then they went down and went up and they went down. And now it's I, I I am at a point where I look at these numbers on the on the screen there, and it's like those numbers are way down. They're way down. And you know, you go to school, and the kids are like, "Yeah, we don't have to wear a mask." And my kids are still wearing a mask, um, except for my oldest, who takes off the mask to eat lunch, and then every day this week, which is this was the first week with no mask mandate at school. Every day, <laughs> somebody would just come over and, and you know, my oldest takes the mask off and puts it on the table. And I'm like, that's, I'm like, I, you're better off just not wearing a mask. I'm like, you put your mask down on the table during lunch and then you put it back on your face. Like, that's, ew, that's gross, dude. <laughs> just, yeah, don't, don't bother with the mask at that point. Um, but even before that, some numb nuts, you know, one of the friends, uh, has just like grabbed the mask and just for just doing silly things. And, and so they're like, all right, well, I'm not wearing this for the rest of the day. And I'm like, yeah, then you'll definitely get sick if you put that thing back on. But, you know, we're at a place now. It's like, yeah, I mean, we're vaccinated. We're going to have this thing probably forever. It's going to be around forever. Uh, the dum-dums are still driving their big trucks doot, doot, Around the Canada and Washington and wherever else they're going, protesting, <laughs> protesting mass mandates that have pretty much ended, or are at the least uh, about to end, like in the next couple of weeks, the next month or so. Um, yeah, you still have to wear a mask on an airplane. I'm okay with that. That's my big thing. It's like, are we really gonna? Are we really gonna not require masks like on a on a subway in the middle of winter? Because that would be. That would be ideal if we kept that going. And an airplane, like close quarters places where you have to spend hours and hours uh, with just stale air and a bunch of people, many of whom are probably sick and have God knows what. Like, yeah, I'll I'll definitely be wearing a mask on an airplane. But we went out to dinner and yeah, a couple times. And it was like, yeah, all right. Obviously, you can't wear a mask when you're eating. And, and we didn't, and we went to the basketball game, and I had my mask on a lot of it, and then I took it off, and I, you know, eat my popcorn and my nachos and stuff, and I'm like, well, what's the point? I've already, you know, if I take it off and put it back on, uh, and I'm at the point, like, we're all vaccinated and we're boosted, and it's like, 
eh, sorry, I kind of, kind of think, yeah, it's going to sound prickish, but I'm kind of like, I think I'm done. I mean, I'm not done. I'm still going to wear a mask. And st- There's certain places where I am going to wear a mask. Yes, the subway, absolutely. I'm going to be on the T Monday night because I'm going to be going to Gary Newman. By the way, I'm very ex- I'm so excited to see him, but I'm also excited because my favorite song is Intruder by Gary Newman, as you know. And I was looking at his set list. His set list is identical everywhere he's been playing so far. Intruder is the first song. Like, that's the song that I was... I'm like, oh, is it going to be, like, the last song? Because it's his best song. And I said, you know, I said, I figure Cars is going to be towards the end. Because that's, like... There's probably a lot of people going to see Gary Newman who have no idea the music that he's been putting out for the last, you know, 30 years. And they just know the the early 80s, late 70s stuff. And they're like, oh, this guy's Cars. I love that song. And, uh... And meanwhile, his his best stuff just came out on that Intruder album, if, if you ask me. The album before that is amazing. The one with My Name is Ruin on it. And then there's one from like 2013, maybe. Uh, it's it's just, they're just great. He has so many great songs. And uh, I really, I give, I just like, if nothing else, I just want to hear Intruder. And that's going to be the first song. And I'm thinking... I really do value my sleep, and I'll I can go for that song and maybe a couple others, and it's like yeah I'm good, but uh, and Cars is pretty deep into the set list. That's it's closer to the end, but yeah we'll see how it goes. I'm a little I am nervous about that. The wife has decided not to attend the concert, uh, which is okay because I was having difficulty finding a sitter, and now at this point it's Friday. The concert's Monday, so it ain't happening. But. Uh, but she's yeah, and I get it. Like she's not, you know, if Kimmy went to the basketball game last week, she would have uh, not been having a great time. Um, she did not do well when we went into the Common Man restaurant, and we're all huddled with a million other people waiting to check in to get a table. I didn't love that either. We had our masks on during that portion, but you know, once we got to the table, it's like, all right, we're far away. We can, we're good. But uh, yeah, being in a in a rock club kind of packed in like sardines which I'm, I'm hoping we're not packed in like sardines uh but that's how those places get you know it's you don't have seats it's standing room only so you're kind of just you know and, and uh, yeah i know a lot of people won't be wearing, wearing masks a lot of people will um but a lot won't and i gotta take the subway to get there but hey it's okay uh, i feel like you know what uh, I was very nervous two weeks ago when we went to Maine and we're in that pool and there's a million people and I'm saying, oh my God, oh my God, we're going to, we're going to get, we're gonna get the, I don't even know if it's going to be COVID. It's going to be something else. This is, it's going to be terrible. And, uh, and we got out of there and I said, oh, just if I do, if we're all going to get sick, please just let it be a week from now so we can do all the things that we want to do on the vacation. And go to the basketball game and go see the Batman movie and go to our little mountain uh, ski thing. And and we got to do all that and everybody's still good. And they've been a week in school with all these little snotty, gross, unmasked little pieces of shit. And half the teachers are unmasked and that's fine. Uh, and, you know, we're going to – this is the part where we now go back to like, okay, this is what it was like to have colds. Um, but hopefully not. Hopefully they're just not as severe. 
Because, like, I've learned my lesson. I didn't always get my flu shot every year. And then I would wonder why in, you know, December, January, when I would get my first cold, I would usually get a cold in, like, maybe October, November, and it was a pretty mild one. It's like, eh, I can, this I can manage. It's annoying, but in a couple weeks I'll be back at it. But then usually late December, early January was when I would just get, like, the, just the, the mother of all colds. And that was because, yeah, we were... We were on an airplane with a bunch of other people flying to Charlotte and then flying back and and seeing family that we're, you know, we're going into their ecosystem, so to speak. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, of course, of course, at Christmas time. And also, yeah, those years I had terrible colds the first years that I was regularly taking public transit to work, just riding, you know shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people obviously unmasked because it's 2015 16 17 18 19 uh on a bus on a commuter train just i mean you, you want to talk about packed like sardines take the take the take the 515 uh commuter rail home from north station or south station or any grand central whatever uh you want to talk about just shoulder to shoulder nose to i mean it is it's it's a wonder why there weren't 15 other pandemics in the last century just with the way uh tr- you know we travel on our on our commuter trains and subways and buses and things like that Oof, and planes and everything else oh my god and i would get terrible colds and be like oh why is it just gets worse and worse why is it happening to me and i like my, my fucking my voice is different from the cold that i had in 2000 early 2018 new year's eve or new year's eve eve i can't remember I remember waking up and having like, oh, I got a little, there's a little scratchy here. There's a little something. And then a day later, it was just full blown, like, I want to die. This is the worst. And then, and then it just proceeded to get worse for the next month. And it took, it took months to get over it. It's what I would imagine. And and maybe that's why, who knows? Maybe I did get COVID early on. And it just, nothing really happened because I had an earlier version of that. I had like, you know, maybe I had COVID-17. Like, honestly, because the, the doctor couldn't really, you know, like, hey, it's it's just, yeah, everybody's kind of has this thing and it's going around and it's really bad and it's, you know, whatever. But I didn't have a flu shot. I didn't have any, you know. And then, you know, what I started doing when the COVID thing came, I got my flu. I'm like, I, what was wrong with me? I need to get my fucking flu shot every year. And I get my flu shot. And now I've just haven't been sick in two years and I get the COVID shot and the booster. And yeah, I have the luxury of being remote, but my kids are at school every day. My wife's at school every day and nobody's getting sick that, you know, cause the masks work, but now they're off and yeah, we'll probably get sick and hopefully it'll get warm enough that maybe we won't, maybe we won't get a, you know, the usual cold until, until next, uh, November, December. Um, but I will be getting my flu shot before then. <laughs> So, and I'll be getting my COVID shot every year or however often it has to happen. I mean, there's no question about it. How long am I just yammering away here? Uh, anyway, but here we are uh, a week later, two weeks later, and, you know, depending on which, uh, which maskless uh, thing we were doing and, and everything's, everything's good, knock on wood. And that's, but it's also, you know. It's like, yeah, what's the what's the extent to the selfishness, right? Like, because I, you know, there's kids under, you know, I've got a little nephew who's not even a year old, 
And I've got friends who are new parents uh, of the last year or two or three, and they got an under five year old kids, and it's like, yeah, I wanna, I want them to be protect, protected too. Um, but I just, yeah, fuck, I just fucking wish, I wish uh, these other numb nuts would just go get vaccinated. Who could? Who can get vaccinated? Um, but yeah, you know, here we are. Seem to be in a good place with all that stuff. I feel if does it feel different than last like when when things started opening up in May, June of last year, you know, New York's back. We're New York City's open for business. Yeah. <laughs> um and it was cool to go there and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people and we can go places and we can enjoy things and you know, it's it's great. <coughs> Uh-oh. Jeez. <laughs> um but did it it felt and I, I wasn't sure if it's like is this just feel weird because it's the first time it's been like this in two summers or is it because this is like the false, you know, every like February and March you have like this time of year you have false spring, right? Where it's like it's February 27th and it's 72 degrees. And it's like, yeah, spring is here. And then three days later, six feet of snow falls on the ground. Um, and I, that's what last summer felt like. It's like, this doesn't quite feel like we're there yet, but I kind of think maybe we're. it's better than it was. And then, of course, you know, we got to October, November, and December, and it just like everything just was on the rise. And then January was just like, holy shit, between, you know, Delta from like October through the beginning of February between Delta and Omicron, it was like, oh my God, Uh (laughs) uh-oh, this is not good. Um, Yeah, but we, you know, we powered through it and uh, I guess here we are, I guess. But it's like, yeah, by the way, (laughs) there's still a bunch of people dying of COVID every day. And uh, I, I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, my original point is all the people are like, they're going to have the mask mandates forever. This is just, this is just the first step, you sheeple, you sheeple. And, uh, and now here we are and it's like, well, mask mandates are ending <laughs> even in the, even in the bluest of cities, in the bluest of states, by the bluest of political leaders, they're saying either it's already over or it's coming to an end very soon. Boston uh, is lifting, I don't know, April 1st, they're lifting a bunch of restrictions. And that's like, oh, wow, okay. (laughs) Um, You know, the schools are all lifting the mask. If they haven't already, it's it's coming very soon. And it's like, okay, I guess, oh, I guess the government wasn't looking to just, like, control everything that you do. They're... They were just wanted us to be safe until this thing was over. And that's not to give too much credit for the government giving a shit about people. That's not really the case. But the scientists and doctors and people who advised the government were trying to do the right thing because that's what they've dedicated their lives to. And so you got – we drove past a fucking gun shop in Merrimack on the way to the mountains last week. And they've got fucking, you know, Fauci is the devil 666 and like, you know, let's go Brandon and all that stuff. It's like – what are you what are you talking about I, I, you know okay biden you don't like fine uh but like i don't understand people not liking fauci i will never understand that it's not like this guy just showed up and he's like giving medical he's been advising presidents uh, for 40 
50 years, whatever it's been. And uh, nobody said anything. And now all of a sudden, it's like, yes, oh, yes, that that power-hungry Dr. Fauci, the long con of four and five decades to get to this place where he can finally control us all and Bill Gates can microchip us. Like, no, you're wrong about everything because you're stupid. And now, and now things are opening. And, and now the dum-dums are still, you know, truckers convoy around Washington because, and people are like, so what, so what are you protesting? Uh, mandates, government overreach. Yeah, but the mandates are, are lifting They've already been lifted in a lot of places. And in the next couple of weeks, like tons of other places are going to be lifting. By the by the time we get to April, it's going to be like, you know, no masks anywhere except, you know, hospitals and doctor offices and, you know, subways and things where they should they should have them. Other other than that, like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's unfair. Well, we Oh, shut up. Anyway, this does it does feel different though to me. And and that's nothing. It's just a feeling. What's a feeling? A feeling is a feeling. But last summer we were just very cautious and careful like, yeah, this could just be a tease. You know, we might get to September and have things uh, very much not not like this and sure enough, yeah, you you still didn't quite uh we had to we had to go back to some old ways and so forth and you know, it got December got real depressing. You know, when they had Saturday Night Live in front of no audience and like two cast members were there, it's like, oh no, 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 not this again, not this again. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's you know we we still kept we kept at it, and I don't know, was it all the was was everything the the best decision? No, because you, you know what you know, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, should they have? Should arena like in January? Should have arenas have gone to like fifty percent capacity? Maybe, but they didn't, and I, you know, I don't know. I think we're okay, but now it does feel like, hey, this this seems good. This does seem good, and I say that now. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what what happened? But uh, yeah, hopefully this is a it's a good place where we found ourselves arriving at, and hopefully continue to go to and. Uh, you know, it's just it feels nice to have the kids doing normal stuff and going to monster truck shows and going to concerts and basketball games and swimming indoors and the you know just all the all the stuff that they should be doing because they were whatever any you know anti-vax uh, moron says about anything. I mean, the one thing we can all agree upon is yeah, this this really like fucked shit up for everyone. The last two years have really fucked shit up for everybody. And yeah, there's people like me who are like, okay, good. Now I have no obligation to have to go anywhere. But still, it's not the norm. It's, you know, there's there's parts of it that are scary. You know, there's the uncertainty and the unknown and all this stuff. And then just just so much, there's just so much fucking hatred and things that may, it, doesn't nothing, it doesn't do anything to help it. Um, but the one thing we can agree, agree upon is like, yeah, this is, this has been really bad for the kids, even the ones who handled it well, no matter what. This is still outside of what they should be doing, right? Like, my kids handled it great. They had the remote school, and they did great during it, and they, you know, they handled it, and everything was good. And then when it was time to go back to school, they were very excited, and it was nice to be back in the classroom, and, you know, it's all good. And even my oldest, who really hates school, 
and thinks it's a total waste of time and can't wait to be done with school. Um, if you ask them like, okay, but what if they, what if they told you Monday we're going to be remote for the rest of the year? They'd be, they'd be furious. And they told me, they said, no, never again. No more remote school. And they, this is a person who loved remote school. And nobody hated remote school more than the teachers because they had to work so fucking much harder than they already do to make that shit happen and try to reach those kids in, in new ways that they had never had to do before. So, yeah, I think everybody, that's one of the few things that everybody, whether you're vaccinated, whether you're one of those dumb freedom trucker, whatever the fuck they are, yeah, I think we could all agree, like, yeah, it was... And this is not, I don't think this is a huge surprise. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. I think we've been saying this the whole time. It's like, yeah. I don't think anybody wanted the kids to be remote. It was the necessity, and I'm glad we did it, and I'm glad they were because it, you know, it made things not uh, end up being a lot worse than they probably could have been. Um, is that the, the worse than they could have been? Yeah. Make things worse than they already were. They could have been worse than they already were, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, but it's still, it's like, yeah, my oldest is still sad because they lost, you know, a lot, kids lost graduation. They lost their final year of school. You know, my, I was happy that my, my fifth grader last year, sixth grader this year, but got to go back and enjoy the last two months of school in person with their classmates and their teachers and stuff. But it's still, it was, it's like, wow, you know, they really got robbed of that, uh, of that whole thing. And, and a good portion of, of the previous year, too. And uh, so, yeah, so it's it's just a good thing, you know, to be back out and doing, like, I can't, you know, I just can't keep, you know, I can't keep my kids just home forever. Not to sound like one of those bozos, but it's true. You can't, uh, you can't keep them home forever. And if we didn't have a vaccine, if we didn't have all that stuff, they would, st- we'd all still be home and I'd be okay with that. But we have vaccines and we've all taken them and, so is a lot of other people, and we've we've met and mingled with <laughs> with family and friends, and been in the midst of strangers coming from God knows where, you know, swimming in a pool with God knows what in it, <laughs> and we've we lived to tell the tale, and so I feel I feel hopeful and optimistic that it'll continue to go in that way. But now I'm going to leave you because I've been talking for way too long because I was just going to tell you about phone conversations and how I'm terrible at saying goodbye. And I really am. You can listen to this podcast and how hard it is for me to say every go- say goodbye every time. I'm just bad at it. So uh, with that said, okay, see you. Bye.